This is the Manga Mavericks podcast from allcomic.com. We like to talk about manga not only as a medium, but as an industry. I am Colton. And I am Sid. And uh, we're here to talk about... uh, I just said the tagline. I was about to be very redundant. Uh, We got a lot of news to cover. Um, I I mean, a lot of stuff. Probably, I'd say we have as much, if not probably more than... uh, was it last episode that we talked about all the uh, Kodansha licenses? Yes, it was. Oh, yeah. I think we probably have about as much, if not maybe just a little bit more. Yeah. Um, But first things first, real quick. Sid, how are you doing? Ask me that again in two weeks after school is over. Okay. Duly noted. <laughs> uh, <laughs> you sound like you're going insane. Are, are, are you, I ho- I'm hoping you'll be okay. I know how hard school can be. Yeah, I have two minutes of animation to finish in two weeks. Hmm. So, but I mean, I mean, animation's not that hard, Sid. I mean, people in Japan do it all the time. I mean, you, you, you can get that done, right? You talk to me again after you spent twelve hours <laughs> to trying to get two seconds of animation done. Oh, the, oh my God. Um, I've I've had like one or two. I don't know what you would call it. I think I had a. I don't even remember what the uh, name of the program's called. I think I had an, a, like some kind of class in uh, high school where I got to learn. Uh, God, I can't remember the names of anything. There, isn't there some kind of Adobe Flash? Adobe Flash. That's what I. That's what I used. Um, and I, I remember um, remember trying to uh, learn how to use that in high school. Um, it was kind of fun every once in a while. But I mean, I didn't like. <laughs> I certainly didn't create any like award-winning animation out of that class or nothing. I, I, I think I mostly animated stick figures, and I got to maybe like use use some kind of like screen wipe. I don't. Even, I barely remember anything out of that class. So if you put me if you put me in front of like Adobe Animation or Flash, whatever you call it, I don't know. I probably wouldn't be very good at it. Um. So Sid, I I, I I I kind of admire you for being able to uh, to being able to put up with uh, something like animation. Yeah, wish I was faster and better at it though. <laughs> well, that's why you're going to school, you know, to learn. Mm-hmm. So that's a good thing. Yeah. <clears throat> but uh, enough <laughs> enough boring animation talk. That's that's not what we're, yeah, the, the thing we like to read isn't animated. It's uh, it's uh, still images, manga. That was a really bad segue. So. Uh, I'm going to talk about the New York Times bestselling list, uh, from the week of, uh, what is it, April 17th? No, we're still, no, uh, I think, yeah, I, I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> oh, that was a flub on my part. Um. It's March 27th to April 2nd. That's what it was. I just, oh, yeah, yeah, we're going to be reading a New York Times bestselling list from the future. <laughs> from, from from the two days after we record this yeah that or from last year yeah you know that that makes sense um but yeah th- this uh this particular list is kind of important um because uh certain manga got number one that nobody thought would ever get number one um uh number one on this list in particular is uh nichijo my ordinary life volume one um this is kind of important. Um, uh, I don't know how many of our listeners are familiar with the series. Um, I think Vertical just recently picked this up uh, a few months back. Um, uh, needless to say, like 
the the anime for this i know didn't do very well in japan unfortunately so we never really but it has a popular cult following over here i thought yeah um i mean i guess not a not enough of a cult following to keep it on crunchyroll because crunchyroll unfortunately kind of let the rights for this expire and they didn't really pick it back up um so if you ever want to watch nichijo you kind of have to look for it and that's all i'll say about that but um I mean, at the very least, um, you know, like I said, the manga now is available, and hopefully we'll keep uh, getting more volumes of it from Vertical. Um, I'm hoping this is a sign for good things to come, because I'm, like, who, if if you, I'm sure, like, if you would have told, you would have told somebody, hey, uh, Joe is actually gonna, like, sell well, I'm sure they would have looked at you like, no, it won't, don't lie to me, um, yeah, this is this is not a series I would have expected to really be on the New York Times bestselling list for manga and graphic novels, like at all, honestly. So that is that is very important. I hope it keeps doing well. Um, and then sure, but what I'm more surprised about and more excited about, just personally, is Princess Jellyfish Volume One coming in at number three. Now, Jose, especially since as a Jose title, that's like. Those don't generally do well over here, for one thing. So those are like hard sells. So so so, so wait, that's so, this is pretty eventful in of itself. But it's just also it's not a series that I I would have thought that would really have like. I I mean it had a cult following over here, like, but like the only reason Funimation ever picked up the anime was because of like a reviewer on Toonzone wrote a really like a well-articulated and, like, high... and gave it such high praise. So that that, that eventually convinced Funimation to pick the anime up and dub it, but, like, it, Princess Jellyfish is not a... it's not a series that, like, is, is yes, like, a... Yes, I'm very excited and happy about. fits the traditional Princess Jellyfish one Especially since it's such a female orient. I mean, that this is a huge surprise to me because it's like, such... It's not a title that I would think would really penetrate the mainstream, much less, like, make the top-selling manga list. And it's... Especially since it's a Jose title, and those are such hard sells over in the West, um, but, and generally uh, don't sell very well. But but uh, what 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 is a Jose title, just just so people don't know? Well, Sanin manga are aimed at adult men, and Jose manga are basically the equivalent for adult women. I see, okay. So... You know, so there's so like how seinen manga can be said to be sort of grown up, more uh, shonen manga. The same thing is Jose for shojo. Okay. I mean, they're more. It's they're more mature and generally down to earth, I suppose. And then they explore, especially one thing with both shojo and Jose manga that they are very. Um, like in terms of how they treat treat like situations, they they focus more on like emotions, intimacy, and and like I don't like uh just kind of sexuality a little more. Yeah, I see. In many respects, so the, so they're generally more mature. They're so what Joe say manga are generally like more really mature in terms of the, their content and even compared to a lot of seinen manga though there are but a lot of the jose manga that tend to come out over there over here unfortunately 
tend to be more tend to be more um I don't know a very nice way to put this, but uh like kind of kind of like equivalent of uh adult like romance like literature, um or like trashy kind of stuff like uh fifty shades of gray esque You know, like, like but, one but, of the most but basically stuff that you would see at like the grocery store with like, you know, the the really hot, long haired, flowing, muscular, chisel guy holding on to that hot, sexy babe, blonde haired girl, nice sunset in the background, you know, that 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 kind of stuff? Except Maybe. uh except a lot less like the because it you know, there are some weird um some uncomfortable tropes in like shoujo and jose sometimes so there are so there's some um so like uh there's some weird concepts in there like uh midnight secretary it's uh that's kind of one that mm. yeah i see that one it, it's not a lot actually they're not um, the most like uh i don't i wouldn't call them very female empowering manga I wouldn't. I, stuff like uh, Midnight Secretary aren't like the most. Um, I, I feel empowering, like female, uh, like a uh, romance literature. Uh, they're they're basically kind of like they're they're kind of like the equivalent of Fifty Shades of Grey and Twilight stuff like that. So I see, I see. Um, now, but but there like obviously are a lot of great like like. Uh, Stories, Jose stories, like there are great saving stories and great shonen stories. And like Princess Jellyfish is my favorite, uh, Jose manga, one of my all time favorite manga. I mean, it's such a, it's a very down to earth and human story. And Akiko Igashimura, the mangaka, really explores what, like, it means, how, like, your passions and your tastes, like, really set you apart as an individual and how they, like, and how you how it forms your identity and like just how everyone in their own little way is you know a little bit of a nerd for something yeah exactly and it's a really it's a really charming and really well written story and all the characters really come into their own and have com- really compelling stories as the series goes along and the core especially and Sakimi the main protagonist has Great character development, as does the male lead, Kurnosuke, who's really interesting. And it's just a series that I've loved for a long time now. I'm so glad that, you know, Kodansha decided to release it over here. And I'm even more happy that the series is doing so well in sales, at least this first volume. So I'm very happy about this. Like, this is a really good first step to getting more, like, really great Jose manga like published over here and I'm hoping this also leads to more of the mangaka Hegeko Wagashimura's work getting published over here like especially her autobiographical manga Kakugako Shikajika which is my favorite like manga about making manga that I've read Okay. so this is just this is like just great news and it's like it, I hope it sets a great precedent and like set uh, for like more for uh companies licensing more Jose manga and with and more and stories with maybe not as um commonly seen as mainstream as uh as some as like as uh, just the mainstream tastes tend to be perceived yeah, to yeah. be so yeah this is great yeah see look at that 
we we both got manga that we both like on there. How how about that? Um, just to kind of go over the rest of the uh, list real quick. Um, oh, we got No Game No Life, a uh, volume four at number five. Uh, it's a uh, second week on the list, I believe. Um, and then we got uh, Akamega Kill Zero Volume 1, number 6. Uh, also, it's second week on the list. And then, essentially, the rest of the list is Tokyo Ghoul and One Punch Man. We don't really need to go over those again. Um, so, yeah, that's that's those are those are some good surprises. Um, but uh, speaking of lists, uh, what else we got here up next, Sid? Oh, yeah. I mean, uh, guess which two series are on this list? Colton? Um, not Tokyo Ghoul. Oh, wow. Wow, dude, no. Oh, no. oh, am I wrong? Oh, no. Oh, yeah. Yeah, you're wrong, of course. Tokyo Ghoul is on this list, and it has three volumes on this list. And volume 1 is coming in at number 4. Volume 5 is coming in at number 7. And Volume 2 is coming in at number 9. I'm gonna, I'm just gonna, I'm gonna, I, I'm gonna, I, at some point I'm just gonna have to read Tokyo Ghoul, because every time we record this podcast, I can't seem to get away from it. Yeah, same. <laughs> every time. Every week, we after seeing Tokyo Ghoul take up a third of the spots on this list, I keep thinking to myself, oh man, I really need to get reading this because it is one of the biggest manga tiles out right now yeah so yeah and of course the tokyo Ghoul takes up a turn of this list guess what theory other series takes up a turn of this list um uh uh bleach is it bleach bleach is still popular right well i suppose it's still popular but no it's not bleach oh, no. damn it not, not by a long shot you were totally wrong Oops. no i'm a fraud no guys. obviously Obviously, it's One Punch Man. And One Punch Man also has three volumes on this list. Oh, yeah. With volume number one coming in at number two, uh, volume five coming in at number eight, and volume two coming in at number ten. Tokyo Ghoul and One Punch Man continue to just dominate this list. It's like they take up... Together, they take up two-thirds of the list. So, wow. They're like probably the two best-selling manga, I guess... That are like being published now, like even maybe more so than Attack on Titan at the rate that they're going. But of course, they still don't have as much many volumes out as Titan, so it remains to be seen. But I don't know. We'll see by the time that uh, they finish their runs over here. I guess. Yeah, One Punch Man and Tokyo Ghoul continue to dominate. That's that's pretty much old news at this point. You already knew that. Yeah. Um, but and then I guess uh, another thing worth note word uh, noting is uh the fourth light novel of no game no life ranking at number five on the list so that's pretty good that's pretty i like no game no life i i like the anime and you know i've been interested in reading the light novel so it's pretty cool that it's uh doing well hmm. and then um the akamega kill prequel i think i don't know uh akamega kill zero volume one is that uh Rank is uh, number six, so that's an so yeah. That I guess they comic you kill. You know that's another popular title, not nearly as popular as One Punch Man as Tokyo Ghoul, but uh, yeah, it still seems to be doing well. That even sp- a spinoff of it ranks in the New York Times top ten. Mm-hmm. So there we go. Yeah. So uh, there we go. Uh, a lot of stuff on that New York Times bestselling list. A lot of cool stuff. Um, again. Uh, Tokyo Ghoul and One Punch Man taken over, like always. Um, 
But uh, to- Tokyo Ghoul's not taking over anything else, right, Sid? Uh, no. Of course not. It's not like Tokyo Ghoul is so super popular or anything. No, not at all. It's not like it's taken... It's one... It's volumes of Tokyo Ghoul are like... Take up like a fifth... A fourth of like the best-selling graphic novels in general being sold in this country or anything. Oh, oh, oh is that what's happening? Is it what's happening? I, I don't know. I'm just asking the questions. I'm just postulating. Are you, are you speculating? Is that what you're doing? Speculating, mulling, considering, <laughs> questioning, pondering, pondering. What is the whatever, what is whatevering, whatever, rambling, rambling. Uh, but no, t- uh, uh, d- y- yeah, uh, yeah. That was that was our attempt to uh, segue into the uh, U.S. monthly book scan March list. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Uh, a lot of manga on this list, and as uh, we mentioned earlier, Tokyo Ghoul basically takes up a fourth of the top 20. Five volumes are, are ranked in the top 20, and that's pretty impressive. I mean, wow. I guess I'm... Am I just... Are we just going to have to both read Tokyo Ghoul and review it on the show or something? Because it seems like we can't yeah. get away with it. Or get away yeah, we it. need to do a Tokyo Ghoul episode. Oh, boy. Yeah. Like, uh... First week of June. First podcast episode of June. How about that? Maybe. Well, I mean, let's let's not plan any episodes on, on the podcast, because I, I do that a lot on my other shows, and they don't usually come true. All right. Well, sometime, sometime in the indeterminate future, this year, maybe, we'll do a Tokyo Ghoul episode. Th- yeah, this, we'll talk about yeah it. this year, maybe, possibly, probably. We'll, 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 Potentially. We'll look into it. Yeah. But, uh, yeah, what, was, was that about it for the list? Well, there are other manga on here, of course. Uh, I mean, obviously, One Punch Man it did very well. Volume number five came in at number two on the top 20. making So it was the top, the second highest-selling graphic novel uh, in the country for, like, the month of March. I, ne- I never, pretty impressive. I never would have guessed. <laughs> I, love, I love seeing One Punch Man just... It's dominating and being so successful over here. It's really cool. It, it deserves it. It's a funny comic. Mm-hmm. And then, of course, uh, Naruto, the Seven Tokage, and the Scarlet Spring is also also made the top 20. Uh, bottom half of the top 20, but still made it. So, yeah, Naruto's still doing well, uh, I suppose. Yeah. I'm sure Boruto will also, when that gets uh, graphic novel releases, that'll also, you know, get some have some strong sales. Yeah. But I think that One Punch Man and Tokyo Ghoul are, like, really the two, like, big, big titles that are out right now and that are just really the big sellers in in manga right now. So it's going to be interesting to see, like, how, if they continue, like, to just get bigger from here or if their popularity is just going to peak at a point. It's really, really interesting to see. But right now I'm really satisfied with how well they're doing. Yeah, that's that's always good to hear. Um, but, uh, I don't have a good segue for this. Uh, I, I, I found a pretty neat little thing, uh, out there in the ether. Um, for those of you who don't know what a weekly Shonen magazine is, it's, uh, it's not Shonen Jump. It's a, it's a different magazine. I know they're probably very easy to confuse. Um, it, it basically runs, uh, uh, Fairy Tale, Seven Deadly Sins, and, uh, apparently Ace of Diamond. I actually did not know that until, uh, just recently. Um, I know they probably run a lot of other manga, but I can't think of them off the top of my head. Um, 
I was about to say they run Detective Conan, but that's not Shonen Magazine. That's Shonen Sunday. Um, Shonen Magazine runs Seven Deadly Sins, Fairy Tale, and Yamataka and Sandwiches. Oh yeah, that's right. They also run that too. I forgot. Um, but uh, it looks like uh, Weekly Shonen Magazine did this cool little thing where, um, essentially, in celebration of the new uh, uh, Captain America movie coming out, uh, Marvel Civil War. Um, they basically took the Japanese poster, which I will say looks pretty cool, and uh, they took a few particular series from that from the magazine's lineup and basically uh, put their characters, uh, their respective characters, in the same poses. Basically, they took Ace of Diamond, uh, Seven Deadly Sins, and Fairy Tale, and all made their own uh, Civil War posters, which I think look really, really cool. Um, if you want, I'm sure you can find that out there somewhere. Uh mm-hmm. I love the Seven Lovely Sins one in particular. Yeah, that one. Because it, it, it actually reflects, like, something, a divide that sort of happened in the series in recent things. Okay. So that, that's pretty interesting. Okay. D- does it also reflect anything in Fairy Tale as well? I know you, I, you review that, right? Yeah. Okay. Uh. Well, I mean, there was an arc a long time ago where it looked like Natsu was going to go up against... Gray had turned traitor or something, and not, they'd have to fight him. But, uh, mm, I, I don't know. That's not that was a year ago. So, and you know that that arc kind of fizzled out. And I uh, see. Okay. So no, Gray was Gray. Did, they did not fight. Gray did not turn traitor. It was all like a big ruse. <laughs> yeah. So no. But like the Seven Deadly Sins one is cool because uh, you know Meliodas and Ban had like this antagonism going for a while. Which is, which got resolved in a very satisfying way. Okay. And then cool. some of the line, some of the lineup, I think they could have switched around. Like uh, I feel that King should have been on Bond's side because King is kind of not really trusting Melodious right now mm, I see. in the series. So the, I want to switch some of the characters around. But overall, I like the I I really like uh, how the, this lineup looks. It's pretty cool. Yeah. The I uh, I I kind of I kind of wished um, Weekly Show to Jump would have done the same thing. I feel like some of those uh, 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 crossover potential for some of those would have been really cool, though. Ooh, My Hero Academia and One Punch Man in particular would have been great series to do it for. Oh yeah, totally. I mean, just obviously because they're superhero comics, but like, yeah, that it's pretty sweet. Um, but yeah, that was ju- that was just kind of a cool thing that I found. Um, but uh, what's another cool thing happening right now, Sid? With uh. Kodansha Comics in particular? Yes. Well, for a long time now, Kodansha titles have only been simul-published through Crunchyroll's manga service, where you could read the latest chapters of of the various series are simul-publishing free, and then if you subscribe, you can read like a whole backlog of chapters. But now the service is also being extended to Comixology and Amazon Prime, where 17 of Kodansha series, all of which are currently being published on Crunchyroll's uh, manga service, are also going to be simulpubbed on Comixology and Amazon Prime. And these titles include, of course, Attack on Titan, which they uh, debuted chapter eighty uh, after chapter eighty, uh, which was a nice like round number to commit, like uh, launch this uh, service mm-hmm. on Amazon on those uh, platforms. And then, of course, there are like uh, other series from various Kodansha um, imprints like uh we have there's fairy tales seven deadly sins there's prince's jellyfish 
there's Space Brothers, a very diverse array of series. So, some of which are Sunworld publishing weekly, some monthly, some regularly. You can probably, basically the same, on the same schedule that they're on Crunchyroll. So, if you don't, for whatever reason, don't like using Crunchyroll's manga service, but you like Comixology or Amazon Prime, now you can uh, read Simulpub chapters over on those platforms. I will have to mention, though, that uh, these uh, the new cha- newest chapters of these series aren't free on Comixology or Amazon Prime. You do have to pay, like, a dollar for uh, the new- each new chapter. So, unlike with Crunchyroll, where the new chapter is free... So, there is that, uh, I guess, downside to it, I guess. But, you know, if you like uh, reading the the manga on those platforms, you know, they're available now, which is pretty good. Pretty cool. That's cool. And um, I I will say, just to kind of put in my two cents, um, I personally, we're we're not being paid by Comixology or anything, but uh, I I really do like using their platform, um, especially since uh, Comixology does give you the ability to kind of merge your um your uh, amazon account with it as well so anything you buy digitally on amazon for uh say the kindle you can also read on comiXology as well so that's uh it's very very convenient seeing as how i uh i uh, i have some gift card money on amazon that i've been wanting to use for a while um i think the, i think the last thing i bought on uh on amazon that uh i'm reading on comiXology was actually a volume of uh, detective conan or case closed so uh was, uh, that, was, that was a pretty easy uh, purchase, and uh, I suggest if you guys have an Amazon account, uh, maybe look into getting Comixology. It's it, it's real. It really is a great service, and they have, and they do have a lot of manga on there right now um, from a lot of different uh, imprints and publishers. So get on that. But um, that's really cool. I like seeing that happen. I like seeing uh, Kodansha's uh, lineup of manga in particular. Uh, I guess being. Uh, transported i guess would be the right word i don't know to uh to different platforms that's always a good thing it gives gives mm-hmm. gives consumers more options but um and it extends the audience even wider because there are a lot of people who don't visit crunchyroll but they do visit comicsology so they might not have even known that these series were being signed published so now they're aware and it's on the platform that they like to use and so that's great it extends the audience hmm. but uh Unfortunately, we have to talk about another manga ending. It seems like a, mo- a lot of manga have been ending lately. Um, uh, th- this this one in particular is a very um, it's 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 another one of those really long manga over in Japan that have been around for millions and millions of years. You know, something like Gogol Thirteen or uh, Kochikame. You know, stuff like that. Um, very uh, very well known uh, uh, food manga Oishinbo is. Uh, gonna be ending pretty soon it's it looks like um yeah i think you've read more of this than i have sid uh what, what... yes i've read uh, all the volumes that were released by viz uh over here they released like seven best of collections that were adapted from uh japanese best of collections originally mm. but uh they all all the oshimbo uh volumes over here are focused on specific like topics like one is focused on japanese cuisine and another is focused on like uh vegetables or another one is focused on ramen and another one is focused on like pub food like it's it's like they uh they organize it like based on like content matter but it's 
but even though the series like uh over here was published like you know in these best of collections like uh, the timeline shifts like to and fro like in one chapter like the main characters are dating the next chapter they're married the next chapter they have a baby like it's it's all over the place with the chronology but like it's i still found it very entertaining it's one of my i really enjoyed it a lot it's a really great cookie manga it's like basically it set the bar for cooking manga too. I mean, this is a cooking manga at its most basic, but also its most entertaining form. And I really enjoyed it a lot. It's a shame that uh, Bliss wasn't able to publish more of it. So I'm definitely... This is one of those series that when I learn Japanese, eventually I want to go out and read all of even though it's over 100 volumes long. <laughs> but, yeah, I mean, it's... It's, uh, it's definitely... I don't know if it's necessarily sad to see it ending because the mangaka seems to just have wanted to end it for a while, considering it's been on for like 30 years and whatever. But, uh, you know, it's definitely a little bittersweet, I guess. And I'm, I hope it ends well. And then I hope that one day when I have learned Japanese and can read Japanese and I read through all a hundred plus volumes of Oshimbo <sighs> that I am satisfied with the ending as well. So Yeah, we should uh, we should also point out that uh we don't exactly know when the manga is ending at this point. Uh the author has basically said that he'll end it after he comes back from his hiatus, which we still don't have a date for that yet. So just thought I'd put that out there. Um but uh, it looks like Dark Horse is coming out with a new manga. Yes, uh, Dark Horse has licensed a Hatsune Miko manga called Hatsune Miko Mikubon. For those who don't know Hatsune Miko, she's uh, basically a vocaloid pop singer. Basically, what a it's like she's computer generated, and like you can like make her sing songs through this program that synthesizes a voice, and pe- it, people are pretty big fans of it i guess in japan i mean she had a touring concert in nyc and she was on like david letterman (laughs) really which was which yeah it was it was hilarious because it was clear that he did not know what the fuck was going on really (laughs) he was trying his best to like maintain like not to like take this seriously, but like, and the audience themselves were completely confused and had no idea what was going on. Um, so it was really hilarious. Um, we should try so. to find that and put it in the show notes. Sid. I'm sure. I'm sure they uploaded it on YouTube like a long time ago. You, you, so you, yeah, you might have also seen her uh, whacking people on the head with leaks in car commercials. Yes, that was those, like, those were pretty funny. Yeah, so anyway, uh, this uh, Hatsune Miku manga is like a four-coma manga, and uh, it's Dark Horse is planning to publish the first volume of it in um, October 5th, 2016. So if you like Hatsune Miku and want to read a Hatsune Miku gag manga, there you go. Uh, four-coma, for those who don't know, is essentially like the equivalent of like... Comic strips. Yeah, like comic strips you probably find in the newspaper except i don't think these are really published in the newspaper over there but that's that's neither here nor there some might but i think like these days in general comic strips are being published more online that's true these days, that's true and that's the same in japan too so hmm. so yeah um, i'm sure my little sister will like that um she's a big uh 
big Vocaloid fan. Um, she will get a kick out of this. Um, it looks like uh, Crunchyroll's adding some new manga, though. Mm-hmm. Yeah, they, they uh, have added a, a couple new titles. Um, they've added P. Uh, P. from Atsuko Watanabe, uh, which is about a high school girl who works at an Italian restaurant. Huh, that sounds wacky. Mm. And they've licensed... Oh, I think that's actually all they license. This other stuff is anime. So yeah, they license. That's available now. Okay, maybe maybe, then, maybe I'll read that. I don't know. Yeah, I don't know. It, it looks very like, like like I I I hate to be that. It's very moe. Yeah, I yeah I didn't know how to put it subtly. Yeah, it looks kind of too moe for me. But I don't know. Maybe it's funny. I don't know. I don't. I don't usually like the judge a book by its cover, even though with anime and manga, that's most of the time that can be kind of easy, or at least some people. I don't know. I kind of disagree with that notion. But then again, I'm usually wrong about a lot of things, so I don't know. If anybody reads this, let us know how 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 uh, good it is, if it is, or even how bad it is. You know, if it's bad, tell us to stay away from it. If it's good, you know, email us mangamavericks at gmail dot com. Email us about the important things. Um, yes. But. Uh, Moving on to uh, some Viz licenses. Uh, actually, mm, Justin... Just came out today. Uh, yeah, the, the day that we recorded this. So, you know, listening to uh, to this in the listening future. Listening to it a week later. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> we I think we, we both forget that uh, we don't release this podcast same day. That would be really cool, but that would take a lot of work. Yeah. I should know. I edit a lot of podcasts. Um, Spencer would not like the extra work. Um, so, uh, Viz... Uh, pretty much licensed a, a lot of like different novel series based on already existing properties. Um, it looks like uh, they licensed that uh, Itachi light novel series. Uh, yeah, the, that's currently being adapted in the the Shippuden anime right now. Yeah, which is because which is on... they needed something to extend uh, and drag the story. Yes. <laughs> yeah, we we need to keep Naruto alive uh, and, and going until. Yeah. yeah. I mean, sure, we only have 20 chapters left to adapt, but we need to still drag this out until Boruto has enough content for us to adapt. Yeah, we need we need filler. And lots of yeah. it. Um, oh my god, I can't... Can you imagine them continuing the, the anime for, like, a year more? Or, like... Like, they just never end the anime. They just keep it in an endless loop of filler. Oh, my God. Like, it'd be like... It'd actually be like the infinite Tsukiyomi just in just for, like, the anime viewer. Because we're stuck, like, in these weird, like, spin-offs or fantasy retellings that are not, have nothing to do with the main story. And we just have to keep wading through them. Until finally something gets us back to reality and we can finally watch the like freaking final battle between Naruto and Sasuke and Kage and whatever. It's just, man, it's just so I don't get it. Why it's been over a year and a half since Sid, the manga what, ended. What, what part of what... <laughs> I mean Sid, what part of what what part of we like to make money, don't you understand? 
I get that, but find a different cash cow. I mean, why did you have to... You know, this is why you shouldn't have screwed up Tokyo Ghoul so much, Pharaoh. <sighs> I mean, you know, that thing is so popular. And what do you do? You rush through all the manga con... Like, half the manga in your first... In, like, 12 episodes. And then in this, your second core, you do a completely anime original storyline, which makes it impossible for you to adapt the sequel series. So... You just you screwed over a potential money maker you could have had. <laughs> I don't know. You 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 done? You done? You done? You good? You good? Sick? You need to go? You need to go? Uh, get some I look water forward to, to see. To... I, I look forward to see Perot try and make Black Clover the new Naruto by adapting half a chapter in episode to Dragon. <laughs> oh yeah. I'm really... If they ever get if they ever get Black Clover, hopefully they don't, and someone good actually gets Black Clover. Man, I'm really glad I don't watch Naruto anymore. Um, sorry for all you guys who like Naruto. Um, but yeah, you mentioned uh, Tokyo Ghoul. They also got a few Tokyo Ghoul novels. That's cool. Um, and I guess they also got uh they they acquired uh a uh a, a gangsta uh spinoff manga which. Out of, out of those three things, Ganks is the kind of kind of the one I care about the most. Um, I haven't read more than like the first three volumes, but from what I've read, I really liked it. I know a lot of other people who might not care for it as much, but I still think it's a very good read. Um, and I I wouldn't mind reading a spinoff manga. I like I like Ganks enough to do that. So good on Biz. Um, more money for them. That's always good. Um, but, yeah, I like what I watched of the gangsta anime, so I've been interested in the manga. And you know, I'm, this is apparently a prequel to uh, the series, so I'm pretty interested in seeing what that's about once I eventually get caught up with you know, gangsta. Oh yeah, I would. Yeah. Oh yeah, I would totally, I would totally recommend gangsta. I actually like, I actually liked reading the manga more than I did the anime, which is why I haven't finished more than like the first three episodes yet. Um, but uh, yeah, I heard the anime also has a pretty frustrating non-ending too. So maybe it's better to just go with the manga. And it's also frustrating because the company that was producing that anime is now non-existent. So yeah, they're dead. Yeah, which that really sucks. I really liked a bye bye Monglo. I know. I really liked their stuff too. It's kind of a shame. They they were mm. responsible for Samurai Flamenco. Well, they're also responsible for Samurai Champloo. Oh yeah, that's right. I forgot about that that's kind of more important uh so uh looks like another manga's ending yeah uh one of the various attack on titan spin-off mangas is ending uh attack on titan lost girls which uh we just mentioned in the last podcast that uh kodansha picked that up and is going to be releasing that over here soon so yeah the, the lost girls manga is ending next month on the may 9th issue of the magazine it runs in. Uh, so, yeah. You know, I'm, there's it's a complete story now. So that should be pretty interesting, I guess. If you want to... If you, if you were, like, worried about... Oh, no! How long is this back, uh, backstory about Annie and Mikasa gonna be? Well, it's it has a definitive ending. So you don't have to worry about it going on too long, I guess. So there you go. Oh, there you go. That's that's good. For all you guys who like Attack on Titan, that's cool, I guess. I, I feel very apathetic, because I don't... I like Attack on Titan to an extent, but I don't like it enough to really 
give these other spinoffs a try. Maybe the Levi one, but that's kind of about it. Uh, but but I, I, I enjoyed the I enjoyed the Levi I enjoyed the Levi one. Uh, no regrets, I believe it was called. That's pretty good. I actually like I actually really like uh, the what the pre, a prequel to it called Attack on Titan before the fall. I actually like that in some respects more than the main manga because I think because I like the artwork better and I also find the main characters a little more interesting than um, the main characters of Attack on Titan. At least the main character of uh, Before the Fall more interesting than Eren. So, okay. yeah. I mean, I, I recommend that, checking that out. That's a pretty good read. Okay, that's that's good. Um, uh, but uh, speaking of uh, Kodansha, uh, they, ki- they kind of uh, came up with some pretty, pretty awesome announcements. Uh, earlier in the oh, past. Oh yeah, these are uh, big announcements. Two. Yep, very very big announcements. So, the first really big announcement is that uh uh but both of these by the way, they announced at uh, Emerald City Comic Con. Um so I'm sure we all like Akira here and uh we were all very aware of uh how popular of a uh, of a title that is and how much that has really influenced the uh especially the anime community in general. Mm-hmm. Um and it looks like uh, Kodansha is going to be coming out with a uh, 35th anniversary uh, box set of all six volumes. Yes. But what's especially cool about this release is that finally, finally, they're going to be uncut and unaltered and are going to be read in the original right-to-left reading format. No more of that flip crap. <sighs> We're finally getting the Akira manga the way it was meant to be read. And that is so satisfying. It's also gonna oh. it's also gonna be in widescreen and re and digitally remastered. <laughs> digitally remastered with the original Japanese text. I'm really I'm really I'm I'm really glad you knew where I was going with that. So um so yeah, that's all cool. Um I cannot wait to read it. Um except uh looks like suggested retail price on that is going to be a hundred and ninety nine dollars and ninety nine cents. I don't care. It's Akira. I'm 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 gonna shell that out. No way. I'm definitely gonna shell that out. Uh, I'm. This is satisfying. I'm. See, I'm cheap, so I'm probably gonna wait and see if I can get that a little cheaper. But um, I mean, it, I'm honestly with 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 a with a property like this, I think it'd be worth owning. Oh yeah, Akira. Like Akira manga is great. I mean, beyond the, just the fact that the anime movie is like one of the probably the most culturally and historically important, like, anime films that have a, has ever been produced. Like, the manga itself is one of the best manga, like, ever drawn. Like, artwork is just glorious in that, and the story has very intriguing concepts and, like, great themes. It's a, it's a really great read, and I highly recommend it. And now you can read it the right way! And so that is going to be great. And I am so happy about this, and I'm definitely picking this up when it comes out. This is great. Yeah. So that's really cool. Um, The other really important thing that uh, Kodansha came out with at uh, Emerald City Comic Con is that uh, they're going to be publishing the eighth volume of their release of Vinland Saga, which... Woo! Which... Yeah! (laughs) More Vinland! Yeah! Suck it! Suck it! You pessimist who said that we wouldn't get more Vinland! (laughs) You did! Yeah! Um, see, now, 
the reason why Sid is so excited, you know, just in case uh, nobody knows why this is important, um, a l little while ago, Kanacha basically tweeted out that uh, they weren't really sure if they were going to be able to uh, put out more Vinland Saga, because I'm assuming sales were, were kind of iffy. And Yeah, sales sales were very disappointing, apparently. Uh, actually, they, it wasn't doing so hot, and so... In fact, they were like originally they had scheduled to release seven books, but at, but you know they delayed they uh, delayed the releases of the six and seven books. Well, while, while they were putting it under consideration whether it was worth it to even release more, so it was really really up, uh, there was a lot of pressure put on the fans to really go out and buy the series and support the series if in order to get the any more of it released. But it looks like that's paid off, and we are going to be getting some more releases. Yeah, I definitely saw a lot of people, especially on my Twitter timeline, really shell the hell out of this, you know, telling people to go buy more. And there was a lot of outpouring for support on this, and it looks like it paid off. So that's cool. Mm -hmm. I guess the only, I guess, prop, and not really a problem, but only like caveat to this is that. After the release of this omnibus volume, we're not probably going to get another one for like at least a year, because there are like seventeen volumes out in Japan right now, and then this uh, this will be the eight omnibus volume Kadansha releases, and they're two and one, so it'll cover up to volume sixteen. So they're going to need to wait until volume eighteen comes out, and then maybe a little more for other volumes. So probably after at this point, if they continue with releasing more volumes of Inland Saga, it'll be a yearly thing. But hey, uh, that's still better than it not getting released over here at all. So I'm really happy that, uh, like the fans, the fans' efforts have pulled have really pulled off, and we're going to be getting more releases of this incredible series, one of the best manga currently running, and it's great that it'll be continuing over here. Man, I feel bad because I still haven't read any of it. And it's not like I don't want to. I just, guys, there's so much to read. I will get to, I will read everything one day. Well, that's probably not true. I probably won't read everything. But I'll read as much as I can. So I do want to pick this up at some point. I really should, honestly. But um, yeah, I'm I'm glad to see that that worked out. That's a, it's a great success, uh, success story. Can't talk. Um, so um, next thing I want to kind of point out is that... Uh, well, first off, does anyone remember Beat the Vandal Buster? Anyone? No? Okay. Never read it, sorry. Ah, uh, well, uh, that, that, that one is, uh, I mean, I don't know. Viz put it out. I think it, I think they put out about all ten volumes of whatever was available, if, if I'm correct about that. Um, but unfortunately, um, it, uh, it, it, it was kind of on a close to ten year hiatus, um, it was it was gone for a long time, and you know nobody really really thought it would ever come back. You know, kind of like with uh, kind of similar to Nana, except we have no idea if Nana's ever coming back, and that's kind of unfortunate. No, the I is always more interested in making calendars with the characters than containing the manga. Apparently, <laughs> well, I mean to be fair, we know that she's. I think she's still ill at this point, isn't she? I'm not sure. If she's still it, because I think I think that was definitely one of the bigger reasons why she had to stop when she did. But uh, hopefully she's feeling better, and hopefully one day she'll come back to finish Nana. You never know. Yeah, I mean, hey, if Beat the Vandal Buster can come back, and if Hunter Hunter can come back 
every now and again, then yeah, why not? Let's let's get an honorable now, mention. Now, now all we have to wait for is Bastard to come back. Yeah. That one that one's kind of a weird story too. But yeah, Beat the Vandal Busters coming back. Um actually by the time you're listening to this, uh it'll have already returned to uh Jump Square Crown. Um it it originally used to uh run in uh Shueisha's now defunct uh monthly jump magazine. Um so I I know I, I was talking to Sid about this off mic, but I know some of the Shonen Jump guys on the English Shonen Jump Twitter were kinda talking about how excited they were and you know how they really want to uh put up digital volumes of their english release of beat the vandal buster up and hopefully maybe we'll see this get an english run i don't know maybe hopefully i'm not sure if there's really a lot of demand for it but that would be kind of cool um as of this recording we certainly don't know of anything like that yet but i'm hoping something like that happens because i don't know some people probably want it I mean, if mm-hmm. I feel like if the Shonen Jump guys on their Twitter took the time to, you know, tell everybody about it, like, months and months ahead of time, like, they tweeted about this back in December of uh, last year. So, I don't know, I prob- I feel like they wouldn't say anything if they didn't have any plans to at least, like, looking into it, but that's just me. But uh, we'll just mm-hmm. we'll just have to see. Yeah, we'll wait and see. Maybe they'll, uh, maybe they'll see uh, Restore. Maybe we'll see Beat the Battle Buster added to Jump as a monthly series. Who knows? I'd I'd start reading it. Yeah, I mean, if they release like a bundle, digital bundle, like so I could get caught up on it. Yeah, totally. Yeah, hopefully they do that. But um, I think we only got a few more news stories to talk about. So what, what's the next? What's the next one we're talking about here? Hmm. Yeah. Well, we've mentioned a couple times before on this podcast about uh, Hollywood, like a death note movie film being in the works over at Warner Brothers. But uh, now it looks like Netflix is going to be coming in and is in final negotiations to actually produce the film, which is pretty interesting. Yeah, see, from from what I had heard, um, it seems like the director for this new live-action Death Note, um, from what I had heard, um, wasn't very happy with the way uh, Warner Brothers was handling it. I guess wasn't very like wasn't very happy with their cooperation in general so I think he took it to Netflix and it seems like they're going to do something with it it looks like mm-hmm. that that's that's my very limited understanding of the story here yes i believe that's the case but also what's interesting is that they actually are plan tentatively planning to start filming in june okay. so i mean it looks like they're going forward with this movie like it's starting, basically it's starting production soon. So okay. we could very well see it like soon enough. Come, so that's pretty interesting. Do Do you think we'll see it before the end of this year? No, I mean that's that's not that's too fast a turnaround time. But I think like sometime next year, sure. I could see maybe like a summer release, possibly maybe even spring. Yeah. I mean, as a Netflix release movie, I'm not sure what the peak season they'd want to release uh, that would this would be, but yeah, I mean, spring, summer, like I think really this is also also to keep in mind is still uh, Wiz's Wiz's partnership with that U, with a UTA to make like live action adaptions of properties, so 
I we don't know if like they're like have any involvement or influence on this project at all, or like what is going, what their plans are. So it's going to be really interesting to see, like, just if if what future if there is any there is for live action adaptations of manga properties over in the west hey maybe maybe viz will release their own live action death note movie and make everything confusing pro pro probably maybe. Not, but... i'd sooner expect him to go with a tokyo ghoul movie or tv series considering that tokyo ghoul and one punch man are basically their biggest sellers right now so that's what i'm thinking about so we'll see we'll see what they what comes out of uh, their partnership and what comes out of this movie if it's any good or not, which eh, 50-50, you know, but let's hope for the best. I, I want to believe it'll be at least decent, entertaining, maybe. I'm, I'm, I'm cautious. I want to believe! Could you please say that again in English, Sid? I said it in English. I can say it in English. I want to believe! Okay, because I, I couldn't understand it the first... You, you, might as well have been, you might as well have been speaking Japanese, because I didn't understand that, but whatever. Uh, so, here, speaking of partnerships, I hear something else uh, pretty big is happening right now with uh, Kadokawa. Yeah, this is probably the biggest news, that Kadokawa has really extended like its reach in like, uh, become has sought, like, active, like, uh, like, partnerships with the U.S., like, licensing companies. I mean, the biggest one is their partnership with Crunchyroll, which right now is only a short-term partnership. What basically this means is that Crunchyroll has exclusive rights to stream Katakawa's, uh, old anime. Okay. Like, for all the entirety of 2017, and is also going to help co-produce various Katakawa anime, which basically means that Crunchyroll is now also on the production committee. So this is pretty big deal, because this is a huge... Because, like, this is, like, a ma Like, uh, with Fun Funimation, like, recently was on the production committee for the series Dimension W. And so now we're having a huge... Another, like step into North American licensors at getting involved with the product with overseas production and anime production with Crunchyroll. Mm -hmm. And this is on an even bigger scale because Kataka is a massive like distributor and licensor. So this is a really big deal. Mm. So I mean right now this is short term. This is only for twenty seventeen right now. But the but if this deal goes well, then it if it's successful for everyone then it could transform to a long-term thing and who knows like just how that'll affect like the way we consume anime or the way anime is produced so this is a pretty big thing i'd say that's cool that's cool um i think they're also uh they're i think they're also sort of partnering partnering up with uh, yen press it seems too Yes, actually, Katakawa purchased a 51% stake in yen press so basically they they basically own a majority majority share in Yen Press, so and so as such, they're gonna you know be renaming Yen Press. It's gonna be now Yen Press LLC, which is like a whole corporation term, which I don't remember because it's been five years since I took business class. But <laughs> anyway, yeah, basically, you know, this is another big thing because yeah, because like. Yen Press is going to be now jointly owned by uh, 
the Hatchet book group, which was what Yen Press was originally like just owned by, and also, now it's also being owned by Kadokawa. So this is probably going to just increase the like slate of like new light novels like that are coming out over here. I mean, that's the, what the press release specifically notes is that they're hoping to really up the release releases and production of light novels uh, over in the over in the West. So who knows? So this might be the start of light novels like starting to become like even more at least popularized maybe over in the West. Like at least there'll be more content out there to consume. Yeah, ma- as far as light novels go, so that's pretty interesting for like, and especially probably good news for a lot of light novel fans. Yeah, we were. I think we were just talking about either last episode or the episode before about uh, how um, how I wouldn't mind maybe trying out light novels, but it doesn't seem like seems like there really aren't any like you know quote unquote good light novels other than maybe like one or two or three out there. You know, there, there's not a lot of selection other than like the really big ones, at least not. At least from from my limited experience with, you know, checking out light novels. So maybe hopefully we'll get more of a variety out of this too. Yeah, I mean, I think that this will lead to very good things. So very interested in seeing how these new developments play out and how this will really affect the industry because this is pretty big news just industry wise. Hmm. And we'll see. Um, it looks like something else is, uh, something else pretty big's happening over in Japan right now. Uh, something that I don't really completely understand, because I'll, I'll, I'll be, I'll be quite frank. Uh, copyright, I, I don't really understand half the time. It's kind of weird. Yes. Uh, so yeah, uh, so, you know, Jap- Jap- uh, Japan has been pretty active recently about tackling like and taking down copyrighted material that's been surfacing on the web like they've gone after a lot of uh scanlation sites and they've imprisoned or penalized or fined people who have been uploading like illegal illegal content they've been they've been going after like people who like hand off like say issues of weekly jump to people who you know sell them early and all that stuff so a lot, a lot of that kind of stuff's been happening recently mm-hmm. they're really cracking down now they're taking a, a huge big step is that they're going to they're going to they've established a policy to revise the copyright law in japan so that they can eliminate what is called the read site and what the read site is is that it's basically a database that collects links to illegally uploaded anime and films that are scattered around all over the net and mm. re-propagated up on various different likes illegal anime streaming sites. So if they set, so what they're hoping to do here is that if they set up like clear measures, that they're gonna be able to not only just uh, impress and penalize like the people who are distributing this illegal content but they can also like shut down these sites permanently and remove them from the search engines entirely so that when you go searching for this content you won't find you won't be able to access legal sites or because it won't um pop up in your search engine so that's a pretty big deal in terms of screening out actual websites Hmm, and it's 
so this is a pretty big measure I think they're taking and I don't know who obviously it's not going to stop piracy altogether but this is one of the probably one of the if they can like prevent people someone's ability to find Ill illegally uploaded content by not provide by screening out the links and websites to those content just entirely that's going to be a pretty important pretty big uh blow to like illegal anime distribution mm -hmm. in that it'll make it harder for people to find it and then more likely for them to you know use legal alternatives yeah, I, I hope that's what happens. I I would definitely uh, like to see less people, like, say, on Twitter, who like to brag about uh, not using Crunchyroll and other illegal means and be like, oh, I'm going to use Descript anime site here or whatever. Mm -hmm. Just I, I don't I don't like seeing tweets like that. Um, but, yeah, I, I think I think this will lead to some very good stuff. I, th I think this is definitely something that, uh, like you said, it's not gonna, it's not gonna, you know, uh, completely drown out piracy. You know, Rome wasn't built in the day, but you know, it's it's still a good measure. Like I think this will do a lot of good. Mm -hmm. I agree. Here's hoping that the best comes from this. Yeah, hopefully. Um, but uh, so I think that's about it for all the news. Um, had a lot to talk about, but. Uh, I guess before we end the show here soon, uh, we got another email from You'll Never Believe Who. Oh. Uh, uh, hmm. I know, this is this is a... Sasaki from the Shonen Jump podcast. Oh my god, yes. That's totally... Who. Now, that, would be that would be amazing. I, I, really, I really like your podcast. <laughs> I don't know if that's actually how he sounds, but... Um, oh my god. Um, let's... let's don't don't even don't even tap me. Right. No, really, it was my stepmom who knows nothing about anime or manga. <laughs> don't don't we all have like parents like those who you know? Sorry, this is a tangent. Don't we all have parents like that who they know that you're into anime and manga, but they don't really understand it. So like maybe they'll be at the dollar store or something and they see something that looks like anime and they're like, huh, my, my son and or daughter likes this thing. I think this is anime. I'll go buy it for them. <laughs> my, uh, my, my mom did that with me one time. She was at Hot Topic and uh, she bought me a Naruto t-shirt um, because she thought I still liked Naruto and I didn't have the heart to say anything. I was just like, you know what? My mom bought this for me. I'm just going to keep it. And now whenever I wear it around, people are like, hey, do you like Naruto? No. Then why are you wearing the shirt? I don't know. I try not to do that anymore. I wear a lot of shirts where people are like, hey, you like that uh, sports team? No, I just I just wear a t-shirt, dude. Pretty funny. I'm sorry, that had nothing to do with anything, but you, what you said reminded me of that. So who who we, we know who the email's from. Who's it from? Uh, yeah, it's for, uh, as always. Allison has said that's a very nice email. Thank you, Allison. On uh, a Q and A, and uh, I'll remind people again: we we love reading these Q and As. We love it when you send these Q and As. So send more. Now uh, let me read Allison's Q and A here. <clears throat> Hello, manga mavericks. It is Meowth nine hundred nine hundred not nine thousand. I think I last time I think I said nine thousand by you? mistake. I think I did. I don't remember. 
I'm pretty sure I did. Now let's, yeah. I've recently finally gotten the Orin High School Host Scout box set. Mm-hmm. It contains all the volumes of the series, 18 volumes. I ordered it on Amazon after Christmas because I got a gift card and the order kept getting back ordered. Mm, I see. I finally saw a box set being sold by PB Shop that operates in New York, in New Jersey, that was cheaper than what I got on the website. And I got that and it got delivered in 10 days. I've been reading it so far and it's great. I've seen her read it on Twitter. She seems to be really enjoying yeah, it. Yeah, I've been seeing a lot of that, too. There was a lot of stuff that the anime cut out. Like, for example, Mori has a younger brother. Mori is the tall, stoic character who's, like, basically Hongi's best friend bodyguard. I see. In Oron. So I guess he has a younger brother. Okay. I didn't know that, actually. Spoilers, even though I've never read Oron, so I don't really care. I've, um, I've watched all of Oron. Sometime, I, but but I, from what I understand... Yeah, from... What I understand, the anime adapts the first half of the manga, but the entire second half is cut out. So I guess Mori having a younger brother was something that was revealed in the second half. Okay. Anyway, back to Allison's email. Uh, anyways, this is a, ser- a shoujo series with a romance buried in comedy. I think it's hilarious, and I totally recommend both of you guys check it out. If you doubt me, the anime is available everywhere or in English. Netflix, Hulu, Fuster, and Funny's website. The English dub is great, and thankfully it won't go away anytime soon, because unlike Full Metal Alchemist, it isn't owned by anybody. Yeah, thank God. Mm-hmm. The only thing, the only lame thing about it is that it foreshadowed that the series was going to go on for a while, and then it had a read the manga if you want more ending. <laughs> also, in my yeah, yeah. Also, in my opinion, the best boy is Kiyoya, but I do love the evil twins and Tamaki. Okay. If I, my favorite character in the series is probably Haruhi. But I guess of my favorite male character, I guess it would be Tamaki. I do find him a lot of, really hilarious. But Kyoa is a really interesting character. Mm-hmm. And I really like uh, his episode, the backstory episode between him and Tamaki and how their friendship was established. Same thing with the twins and Tamaki. Both episodes, one of those episodes were really interesting. Yeah, I agree with her about the anime. It is a very funny show. It's it re- it's readily readily available, and I do recommend people checking it out, be- and because it is really entertaining. Mm. And yeah, I like the dub as well. Yes, really yes. See, stuff. we'll get back to the email in just a second, but yeah, Oron was one of those anime that um, a lot of my uh, specifically female friends all loved. You know, back back in high school and middle school and everything, and they would always go on about how cute it is and how funny it is, and I'm just like. Ew, this looks like it's for girls. I don't like it. Ugh. Cause I used to kind of be like that. Sorry, guys. Young young Colton was kind of a, was, uh, for lack of a better word, pardon my French, a shithead. Um, or at least a shithead in terms of uh, a taste. My tastes weren't very uh, uh, broad back then. But I, I'm a lot more open-minded now, so... I wouldn't. I wouldn't mind reading more, or I guess getting into Oron or start watching it at some point. That's something I do need to get on because I've seen one or two episodes and I didn't hate it. I didn't think it was bad at all. Um, I think I watched an episode where they were all the guys like cross dressed or something, and I thought that was kind of cute. <laughs> but uh, but yeah, I know a lot of my friends are still into that series, and they always constantly beg me to watch it, and I might have to. Might have to break at some point, but um, anyway. Yeah. I was interested in Oron, like, just from the concept, so that's why I checked it out when I was uh, younger. And I enjoyed it a lot back then. Mm -hmm. So, yeah, it's pretty hard to believe, but it's been ten years since uh, that anime came out. Oh, boy. Yeah. 
you know, we so it might not be a bad like idea to cover it on the show sometime. Oh, uh, maybe. Maybe another option, another sometime, maybe whenever, possibly, potentially. I just I, I hate making promises on my podcast because they usually don't come true. <laughs> well, I'm in sometime at some point somewhere. We, we will somewhere. we will do it. Just we'll we'll do it when we both feel like it. We can definitely say we won't be doing it in the next episode. No, no, not not in the next episode. We both gotta find time to actually read stuff. Yeah, one episode at a time. Which, which we're thinking one episode at a time. Which, here. which by by the way, Allison, I'm not the only one not reading stuff. You can also uh, talk to Sid too. Just, I'm, just, I'm, just, I'm, just, I'm just saying, Allison always gets on me on Twitter. Hey, Colton, are you reading things? No, I'm not. Stop bothering me, Mom. Well. To be fair, I don't fall behind on jump. You know what? Shut up. <laughs> I'm I'm pretty sure there was more to that email, Sid. Oh yeah, I mean we haven't even gotten to the actual question. Oh boy. <laughs> um yes, let's resume the email. So, I noticed you mentioned a lot of North American language publishers. Yep. My favorite so far is Yen Press, since they have a lot of light novels I'm purchasing at the moment. I also am getting volumes of Black Butler because I've been rewatching that show on Netflix and I really want to know what stories I miss from just watching anime. Mm -hmm. A lot. <laughs> anyway, uh, I usually have the show on during Toonami when Nostalgia Ballsy and Nar Boring Naruto are on. <laughs> also, get hyped, the Hunter x Hunter 2011 anime is coming. The only good long-running shonen that will get onto this Tanami because Yu Yu Hakusho is too old. Uh, yeah. I I mean, maybe JoJo's would we could get that. M maybe point. I'm hoping. Jo Not a Viz has licensed it. Yeah, I'm hoping. Again, another tangent. I'm really hoping that now that Viz has pretty much all of the JoJo anime, I hope I kind of hope they redub parts one and two, but that probably won't happen. You didn't like the parts one and two though. I see. It's. I mean. I haven't I haven't watched it I haven't watched a lot of Battle Tendency dubbed. I've seen clips and from what I've seen it it, it sounded okay. They didn't sound bad. I wasn't a fan of a lot of the um of a lot of the acting in the part one dub though. I'm sorry, I don't like Speedwagon. He's the he's the worst actor on there. But mm. that that is just me personally. Uh, I haven't watched too much of the dub myself. I watched I watched the Caesar versus Wom episode dubbed that entire episode. You know, mm. so I, I I thought that was really good. The dubbing there was pretty good. They they got like the accents sort of threw me off at first, but I got into them like soon enough. So yeah, see, I don't I, see. I, I don't I don't know why everybody gets gets on them for using accents. They really don't bother me, honestly. Yeah, you know, they might be using accents in the Japanese version, and you just can't tell. Uh, you know, m maybe I don't know, but um, I really like that they got um, Jenny Young Bosch as uh, Jonathan, and then um. Oh, what's his name? I'm gonna probably remember it wrong. Clint Beckham? That's probably not his name. Whoever voiced number one in uh, Kids Next Door got got him to uh, voice Joseph, which I think really fits. But now every time I listen to Joseph in English, I can't, like, not hear number one. Yeah, that's pretty interesting. Which is funny, because they they're, they're both English. Mm -hmm. Um... But anyway, yeah. The only thing I'll say for Dub Jojo's is that if they do, if they, when they dub Part 3, I, I hope they get, like, most of the cast they did 
for the test stuff they released. Oh, oh two the years test. Ago back. The test stuff for Star Wars Crusaders was really good. I loved it. Yeah, <clears throat> you know, I mean, obviously, I'm just obviously I wanted this because I'm a huge fan of the guy, but I hope they bring back Richard Epcar as Joseph because I really enjoyed him in particular. So yeah, I mean, I think I think they brought him back for like his last scene in the first season of the anime. I think. So, oh, sweet. so 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 maybe. Yeah, yeah. Hopefully, well, hopefully we see uh, some uh, uh, dub releases of Parts Three sometime, and then we can maybe eventually we'll see it on Tanami. Hopefully, point. so maybe. But maybe we should really get back to Allison's yeah, question. Yeah, we're not doing a very good which, job. Which, which after we've been going off of tangents so long now, but uh, yeah, finally we're at her que- actual question. Uh. And her question is, which one of the North American manga publishers is our favorite? Um, honestly, I, I don't know if this is a cop out, but I kind of have to say it's Viz, just because they license a lot of stuff that I that I buy. Um, though I will say, I'm not sure how I feel about their overall quality, but I mean, then again, like, I feel like the quality of their products are a lot better than they used to be. Um. I mean, I guess it really depends on what manga I'm reading. Like, you know, I for those who don't know, I uh, I do host a podcast called Life Lessons, the Gintama Manga Cast, where I go over the now canceled release of the Gintama manga, and I can tell you that uh, sometimes it's pretty decent, and other times it's like, wow, Viz did not care about uh, how they edited this, and uh, sometimes it's just, I mean, I don't know. I sometimes I'm like, man, I wish this could be better. But uh, that probably mm. won't happen anytime soon. Um, and then there's, I mean, I guess it really depends on like what era of Viz you read because, I mean, if you read through like all of their One Piece, you know, you could definitely you could definitely kind of tell like, you know, uh, you could definitely kind of tell like what era of Vizisms. Uh, wow, I just lost my train of thought. Like I what I like I think uh, at the beginning of when when they were first publishing one piece you know they were able to get away with you know keep with uh, referring to zoro as zoro and not zolo you know because of the whole four kids thing and uh, oppo- supposed copyright with you know being too similar to the masked person zoro or whatever you know just weird stuff like that and then the pirate language i know that used to be in like the very early editions of the one piece manga but you know they've since you know gotten rid of that as far as I'm aware, um, and you know, also with the fact that they have a they have a different translator, you know, working for One Piece now. Uh, some some things are a bit different, um, you know, some terminology here and there. But I feel like, but th- there's also stuff like uh, like uh, uh, what is it, uh, uh, Rogue Town? That's still a thing, as far as I'm aware. You know, just weird stuff like that that they kind of made decisions on, you know, back in the day. They still have to keep some of those weird things. But other than that, you know, I guess it really depends on, like, what manga you read from them. Because most of their releases always have, like, some kind of weird thing that that make you think, why'd they do that? <laughs> like, I think um, in uh, in the third volume of the, uh, of, uh, of the Phantom Blood manga for JoJo... Uh, they they kept uh dio's uh they kept dio's uh useless cry they kept that untranslated to muda muda and they had uh they had a translation note um at the at the bottom of the page which i which again is kind of weird but 
I guess. What? Well, you're not. They can't. Tra- they can't translate Muda Muda. That's too iconic. No, they definitely <laughs> that. In. No, 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 no. We we can't. No, no. It's it's all according to Keikaku. They just they can't do that. No, seriously, Muda Muda or or you you shouldn't translate those. Those are too iconic. Like associations with the character. I I mean I I mean I mean yeah I agree to an extent, but I mean. I know you can't really translate ora 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 because that that would be weird. But I feel like muda muda you could have gotten away with. Nah, I, I, I don't mind that they did translate that. I'm not I'm I'm not saying it's like I'm I'm like upset with it. I'm just saying like there's always got to be some kind of some something in every viz release of everything I've ever read that that just makes me go why did they do that? It doesn't detract from you know what I think of their product. It's just I'm just saying there's always something always. And you know, mm-hmm. I I know people. I'm friends with people who get way more upset at this stuff than I do. Trust me, um, Mr. Josh Dunham, Josh underscore Dunham on Twitter. You can go yell at him. Um, calling you out, buddy. But yeah, you know, it's just I don't know. As as weird as I think some of Viz decision Viz's decisions can be, I still like their products and I still enjoy all the mo- most. Most of the, like, especially because, you know, they basically bring over all the Shonen Jump stuff. And I'm a big fan of Shonen Jump, so I feel like, obviously, uh, compared to everyone else, I feel like they're gonna, they're kind of my favorite publisher. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I mean, I, I have to go with Wiz, too. They just, they just put out most of the titles that I really enjoy and I've been keeping up with. They, I read weekly Shonen Jump, like every week that's like just something that is a, that really helps pass the time while I'm traveling on trains oh, and yeah. I look forward to it every week <clears throat> um and just there are i mean they they're not always consistent with their releases perhaps true but i guess compared to other publishers i feel uh they're, they're still pretty they're still pretty solid in terms of their quality i mean just to compare shonen jump to the the Kodansha's simulpubs on Crunchyroll. I mean, Shonen Jump does not nearly have as many mistakes or errors as Kodansha's simulpubs tend to. If you've been reading my reviews for, like, Fairy Tale and Seven Deadly Sins and stuff, you'll notice that very frequently after point, I point out when they mistranslate something, or when they made a spelling mistake, or when they don't have the two-page spread on, like, one, like, set up so you can, like, take in the image all at once and they split it apart so you have to click to see the second half of the image. Oh, man. Like, they make a lot of mis... There are a lot of things that I get very frustrated about that. But Shonen Jump... Uh, Shonen Jump, if there is a mistake, Wiz will quickly... Quiz, once they learn about it, Wiz will quickly make the correction. Oh, yeah. But uh, that doesn't always happen with the Crunchyroll manga stuff, and it and they make a lot of the same mistakes a little too often for my taste. So, I mean, just comparably, I guess that helps my opinion of Wiz better. It also probably helps that the I re- the like reading manga through the Wiz manga app is something that I do a lot. Mm-hmm. You know, especially while traveling, because I because I the I live in, I mean, I go to school in New York, and I have to use metro trains to travel to places. So you know, it's like it's a great way to 
past time on the train to read manga. So I, that's become something pretty. Uh, it's become something that I do very frequently, and then. You know, I buy just so many Viz titles, and a lot. I'm very satisfied with a lot of their releases, like their Monster Omnibuy, their Master Keaton Omnibuy, uh, their the their Rama Omnibuy, and then you know just the various wine releases they've been doing, like Ramagi and Food Wars and stuff. And you know, I there, there's just a lot I like about a lot of titles I like that Viz has, and there's and like it's the manga licensor whose material I consume the most of, so yeah, it has to be my number one. Um, what I will say though is that I've always been a big fan and supporter of DMP and their um, efforts to publish more Tesca titles through Kickstarters, and I've always been a very av avid advocate of their um, Kickstarters, and, uh, and I've supported them. And I'm happy that they've now started to branch out to uh, other series besides Tesca Manga, like their Kimigori Orange Road starter. Oh, yeah. And like I'm just hoping that they continue up with their great work and releasing classic you know, manga over here. And so I, I, ha I have to give them a shout-out, too, because I'm, like, I'm a big supporter of them as well. Yeah, yeah. Um, also, I'm, I'm looking at my shelf right now, and um, I'm going to have to give a rough estimate just looking at what I have on my shelf. I'm going to say that my manga collection is probably 90% Viz. <laughs> probably that's the case with mine as well. I don't know. I Maybe a little slightly lower, but definitely the majority is Viz. Oh, yeah, definitely. Same with me, too. Um, again, they just for, for the both of us, they just publish a lot of stuff that we just happen to either read or buy, so... Yeah. Um, but uh, anyway, I think that's about it. So thank you, Allison, for the email. Sorry we took sorry mm -hmm. we took an hour to go through it, but you know. <laughs> um, yes, and remember, please do send us more emails. We love reading them, and we want to read them on the show. So please, uh, please send them to uh, mangamavericks at gmail dot com. Yeah. Uh, help help Allison pick up the slack. We we want more emails from other people. Not that we don't like getting emails from Allison, but, uh, yeah, don't, don't, don't be afraid to ask us any questions you have about manga and we'll, uh, we'll try to answer them. Yes. Sid will probably, to the best of our ability, S Sid will probably answer them a lot better than I would though. Cause you know, Aww, don't say that. I like, you gave, you get, you gave a good response to this one. Oh, well, my thank you, Sid. Um, uh, but I think that's going to be about it for the, for this episode. Um, I'm getting very tired and hungry. Uh, so, uh, Sid, uh, go ahead and talk about all the other stuff you like to do. Yes. Uh, first thing to note, Cartoon X is that I don't use that username anymore. Now I'm just going by Lum Ramayasha everywhere. And so you can find me as Lum Ramayasha on Twitter and my anime list and all the various forums I'm on now. And I just use that one username now. So if you see the name username is Lum Ramayasha, you'll know it's me. Uh, and, uh, yeah, I, I've recently actually resumed writing, uh, weekly Shonen Jump reviews. Uh, and I've been posting those up on Animation Revelation. And so those have been going pretty good. And I'm glad to start doing them again. And I'm looking forward to, uh, writing about the, writing about the return of Hunter x Hunter in the issue number 20, which is gonna come out, uh, by the time this podcast is out, that issue will be out. And hopefully the review for that will be out as well. 
And then, of course, I uh, write review manga reviews for allkamai.com. Uh, Fairy Tale, Yamataka and the Seven Witches, The Seven Deadly Sins. Fairy Tale and Yamataka will be on break for this month just because I'm so busy with school, but they'll return in uh, May or June. But Seven Deadly Sins, uh, I'm still writing about. And then, hopefully, by the time this podcast goes up, I'll have written a review for uh, Attack on Titan Chapter 80 because I'll be starting uh, to cover those from now on as well. Oh, there you go. So, uh, there you go. Oh, and also, uh, another animation revelation thing is that uh, we recently w- uh, did another uh, seasonal preview guide to cover all the new anime that came out uh, during the spring season. And yeah, I wrote a lot of uh, entries on a lot of shows for that. So that should probably be up by the time this episode is out too. So I recommend uh, heading over to that side and checking that out too. So there you go. All right, cool. Uh, be sure to read all of Sid's reviews on either anime Revo- animation revelation or on uh, all comic. Um, as for me, you can find me on Twitter at SniperKing323. That's S-N-I-P-E-R-K-I-N-G-323. Um, I do a lot of other podcasts besides this one. Um, I mentioned earlier Life Lessons, the Gintama manga cast. So if you're a fan of Gintama like I am, or maybe you don't know much about Gintama and you're thinking about getting into it and you want maybe sort of a companion piece to go along with it, uh, please visit uh, GintalifeLessons.wordpress.com. Um I guess, uh, let's see, what's another podcast I want to mention? Uh, if you want to hear me talk about Toriko, uh, heavenlykings.wordpress.com is where you want to go. I'm trying to record more about Toriko. Seems like the universe doesn't want to let us do it. Um, if you want to hear me talk about Detective Conan slash Case Closed, there's One Podcast Prevails at onepodcastprevails.wordpress.com. Um and I guess other than that, um, I actually, I think that might be it. Um, there's also the Manga Corner on Anime 3000 if you want to hear me talk more about particular manga series. Uh, there's that at Anime3000.com. And actually, yeah, I think that actually will be about it. Um, you can find more of uh, our podcasts here. You can find more of Manga Mavericks at all-comic.com. Listen to uh, uh, past episodes if you'd like. Um, you can also follow us on Facebook.com slash all.comic or on twitter.com slash allcomic underscore. And just like Sis said, please email us anything manga-related or anything in general at mangamavericks at gmail.com. We will read anything. Um, even if it's hate mail, we'll still read it. Or if, it, or if you want to re- make us read a cereal box, we'll do it. Actually, don't do that. I don't want to do that. I already did that on another podcast. I don't want to do it again. Um, it has nothing to do with manga. So, uh, but the most important thing, guys, is that you subscribe, rate, and review us on iTunes. That'll that'll help us expose the podcast a bit more, help us climb that ladder of uh, popular iTunes podcasts. Maybe we can do it one day, hopefully. Um, but I think that's going to be about it for this episode. This has been episode seven of Manga Mavericks, and we'll see you guys in the next two weeks. Uh, so, everybody have a good day. See you later. Sayonara. Sayonara.